No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. Hey, this is Phil Stargell and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And uh, we have... Uh, uh, an optimistic and a front uh, view of uh, the, the place where we stand uh, this at this moment in time, and it is a bad place. But uh, but we do have some optimism, and there are some things that have happened that are, makes it uh, makes it possible to want to keep on fighting. Because I'm I'm telling you now, folks, you better get involved and you better get one thing the democrats have no no care for preserving america as she was because she's not like she was 20 years we have a crisis that we're facing and we had better <laughs> face it and find out who is responsible and make them uh, pay the price so we can get this country back to what she was established as and not some 10 point uh, uh, tyrannical government like we see so many places that mm -hmm. claim to be democracies and that the Democrats claim to be democracies. And we don't. And when they say, uh, uh, Trump is going to destroy democracy in this country. We better pray with all we can to God that he does get in and destroy the democracy because this has never been and it never will be a democracy. Yeah. Well, I wish you'd tell that to James Rosen, uh, Phil. <laughs> James Rosen wrote a uh, a piece in the, uh, and you, you may be familiar with the name, he used to be a reporter for Fox News, a White House reporter. Uh, He's uh, gone over to the other side, <clears throat> basically because he's he said that uh, wrote in a uh, in an article yesterday in uh, the Detroit News uh, saying that uh, Trump has failed the first test of the American experiment. Well, I would say that Mr. Rosen himself has failed the first test of the American experiment, and that first test is is defining what type of government we have. What he wrote was that we have a constitutional democracy. Yeah. Okay? yeah. This, this, and this is what gets me, even, even conservatives, and you've heard me uh, uh, rant on this before on this broadcast, that even conservatives, some of them will talk about a, uh, our, our, our democratic republic or, uh, you know, uh, uh, any of this other stuff, representative democracy. And the fact of the matter is even, how, how can we, I mean, how can we sit there and, and, and rail against the other side when some of the people on our side don't even know what we have? Exactly. They even use, and you've heard you've heard Biden use the word <clears throat> democracy and republic in the same sentence. 
Yes, and did. I think this is this is deliberate attempt to to confuse, to muddy, to obfuscate, to cloud the issue. Yeah, and this is a big problem. If you don't if you don't understand, Phil, what type of government you have, and it's right there in the Constitution. Don't these people read this document, or do they use it like uh, you know, uh, like it's rolled up next to your uh, next to your, uh, your, your your toilet bowl? If you know what I mean. Well, uh, the thing about it is, is the reason why so many, I believe, this is what I believe, mm -hmm. so many people don't know is because it was a deliberate grooming of a generation yeah. or generations that caused it. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people would, would say uh, when uh, when they you talk about a democracy, you say, well, uh, democracy, no, this is not a democracy. They would say same thing, same thing. Uh, you know, democracy. Uh, you know, uh, republic, democracy. It's the same. No, it is not. It is not. There are differences, and especially the, for the fact it seems that 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 we are today the only republic, the only republican form of government on the face of the earth. And that's what is guaranteed yeah. by the Constitution. That's why the Democrats want to make the Constitution irrelevant. That's mm -hmm. why they continue to put these laws that are directly uh, opposed to the constitutional, the constitutional form of government. When they say that... Uh, you can't misgender a person. <laughs> That's a direct violation of the First Amendment to the Constitution. When they tell you yeah. that they can put uh, uh, force the religious instruction out of the school and put in uh, transgenderism, tra transgender, or, or what is it? Uh, uh, what do they call them? The the, the 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 men that dressed up like women talking about their their women. Uh, tra transvestism. Yeah, but no, what's drag the queens. They use? Drag uh, queens. Drag queens. Drag queens. Yeah. Use that term mm -hmm. in the school to tell yeah. you this oh, is God, yes. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> Remember our attorney general, Dana Nessel, saying how great drag queens are and yeah. they're cool and they need to be in every classroom. Yeah, every it, everybody. You nitwit? No, they don't. But, but the thing is that is they, they're directly made to take away your constitutional right. Of course they are. And the thing is, Phil, about Miss Jenner, okay, you can call yourself whatever you want, okay? But I, but like, like uh, Matt Walsh and uh, Michael Knowles and uh, Ben Shapiro and uh, Mark Levin and all these people say, okay, you call yourself whatever you want, but I am under no obligation to validate your delusion because that is what this stuff is. You see guys walking around with beards and they they claim they and they let their hair grow long and they claim they're a woman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, look at what we have for what the uh, the uh, the what was it, the the Surgeon General, whatever, whatever the the heck this person's title is, this Levine character. You can tell this a guy. All yeah. he's done is just let his hair grow long. Yeah, and he claims he's a woman. Look at the the swimmer, Leah Thomas. I think uh, Candace Owens, who's I I how does she how does she end up on the View? As I was on the panel, is beyond me. But I'm glad <laughs> I'm there. But she she told they had this Leah Thomas character. 
in as a guest, and she told him to go packing and said, "Take your wokeness with you." Yeah. This is what we need more of in our in our in our media today. People that well, are going to talk. The thing is, if yeah. you do it, they will isolate you out. I know. And call you all kinds of names. Yeah, or or what they'll do is they'll they'll throw gotcha questions at uh, at you like uh, like uh, Rebecca Ramaswamy was uh, was grilled by this reporter. I don't know who the heck she she is or who she worked for, but you could tell that she had an agenda. And she goes, well, uh, I and uh, well, Derek's got the soundbite here, but she asked a couple of questions here, and uh, you know, I won't, let's let's kind of see can see if we can uh, dissect this a little bit when the soundbite is done. Go ahead, Derek. You condemn white supremacy and white nationalism. I mean. What this kind? Of, who are you with? Which, Washington, Post. Washington, Washington Post. All right. So, <laughs> potato, potato. Okay. Of course, I condemn any form of vicious racial discrimination in this country, but I think that the presumption of your question is fundamentally based on a falsehood. That that really is the main form of racial discrimination we see in this country today. Institutionalized racism is institutionalized racial discrimination that we see that doesn't come from somehow discriminating against people on the basis of some tenet of white supremacy. It's based on affirmative action. It's based on actually discriminating against people on the color of their skin in a way that's actually institutionalized today. Was there a point in our history, at points in our prior national history, where there have been vicious forms of anti-black or anti-brown discrimination throughout this country after the Civil War and otherwise? Yes. But you're looking in the rearview mirror and using that to pose a question today that is so far removed from what the reality is in America today. This myth of white supremacy, the closest you can find is Jussie Smollett, where you all were actually speaking of trust in the media, jumping up and down over some false narrative. The best way you're able to find your best instance of white supremacy was a guy who was actually paying his other fellow people to be actually staging something that didn't happen. And so stop picking on this farce of some figment that exists at some infinitesimally small fringe of the American public today to open our eyes to the actual real threats that we face. And I think that it's frankly questions and framings like that that has caused the American public to lose all trust in the mainstream media, I'm sorry to say, for good reason. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy, though. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is, I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Well, very, very well stated, very well thought out. Well said. 
and, 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 and the, the biggest point of it is, is mm -hmm. that it, it, it shows you what the purpose was mm -hmm. to, to, to take away the constitutional protections mm -hmm. and, then, and then put up their idea of anti-discrimination laws. But the Constitution has all of the protections you need if you protect the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. What he's talking about is that this that you're trying to destroy what you consider to be discrimination by discriminating against the people mm -hmm. that that uh, that are the majority. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, you know it. Derek knows it. Everybody in the audience knows it. Or if they don't, they do now. But I'll tell you what, I like the cut of Ramaswamy's jib. Uh, I, and, and, I, I, and, I do, too. And you know what? He could he and he could have educated this woman, whoever the heck she is, on the history of the Democrat Party. You won't talk about racial, vicious racial discrimination. Uh, the first the first group that the uh, that the Democrats went after they uh, formed up in 1828, they discriminated against were not blacks. They weren't slaves. They were American Indians. OK, who were living in the in the Carolinas and gold just happened to be discovered in those, on those grounds. So guess what? They instituted this the Trail of Tears, which lasted 20 years. People died on this long, hard, arduous journey out to the western part of the country where the uh, the, the reservations were set up. That was one example. Then we all know slavery. Okay, Jim Crow, uh, the Civil War. They started it. They put they 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 uh, they uh, uh, fashioned and and uh, were able to get past the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, uh, which. You know, which was one of the direct causes of the Civil War uh, and also which led to the reformation of the Republican Party in 1854 in Ripon, Wisconsin. Um, then then the Democrats, they 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 fired the first shot at Fort Sumter. Nikki Haley's state, Governor Nikki Haley's own state exactly. of South Carolina was the first to secede and the first to fire the, the, the first shot at, uh, at Fort Sumter. Um, it goes on and on. After, after they destroyed reconstruction. Yeah, and, and it goes on and on. And now the the most the most glaring evil example of a vicious racial discrimination is abortion, Phil. Yes, abortion. Exactly right. But yeah. uh, but you know when you stated about the, the uh, trail of tears, there were also another uh, thing in there that that uh, most people don't realize. There were slaves, black slaves, given to the Indians that left the eastern portion of the country, and went out to Oklahoma and places like that. They yeah. took slaves with them mm -hmm. on yeah. that trail of tears. Yeah, this and this is important. And this is important to remember, folks, because we have the Martin, Reverend, Reverend before doctor, Reverend Martin Luther King's Jr.'s uh, birthdays, or birthday will be observed this coming Monday. So I think this is a good discussion for us to have. And you folks can join in at any time by uh, calling us here, Phil and, and myself and Derek at 734-822-1600, uh, at, uh, the Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan coming your way on, 
Wham Radio 1600. Uh, yeah, uh, and and if this is really important to remember, and I know that you you talk about this all the time. You know, what are these kids? That they get the day off and they they, they recite the speeches and, and all that type of thing. They make all these observances, which is great. It's all well and good. I'm all for that. But the question to me is, and I've asked this before, and I've and you know you you've asked the same thing. What are they marching for? Exactly right. What yeah. they what they're marching for, I figured out, is that one of the uh, things that the 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 uh, uh, you know, the Elon Musk is the guy that put in this this uh, 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 thing that they went around and uh, and and found out which points were unbeatable, mm-hmm. and they pushed them and they put it together, and that's the reason why there was no red wave because mm-hmm. the, the the main thing was an unbeatable position. The Democrats have it in abortion. Yeah. They have it, they thought they had it with the gun situation where they can say things like, uh, 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 you know, guns don't belong in schools, you know, and all of that. Well, the, 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 the unbeatable phrase is my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't, uh, the Republicans can't find anything to counteract that. But it has to be it has to be counteracted. thing that we've said all along, that uh, you have to have the hearts and minds of people in order to stop the abortion thing. And, you, and the Democrats got a 25, at least 25-year head start because the generation that saved us from Hillary Clinton was the World War II generation. Mm-hmm. That other generation was partially groomed. The generation that I'm in, I was born in the, you know, in '45. Yeah, I was the generation that saw them take the union and allow it into the schools, and we had people that were from the uh, the uh, World War II generation that objected to that and left the system. And I mm-hmm. know. I know personally of one teacher that did, and he yep. stated it before, well before they put it in. But what I'm saying is the education system in this country groomed these kids, and now you see kids out in the streets marching and defending Palestinian behavior. Yeah. This is <laughs> unacceptable. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, I've never in my life been ashamed of the things that America would do on behalf mm. of supposed democracy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's you what know, we got. Well, you know, Phil, and, and the thing is, I, I look at it too, and this is why I'm so upset with the with the Republicans on the abortion issue because they knew full well at when this the release of this uh, this. Uh, uh, a draft memo, draft decision that uh, a draft opinion rather that was that was coming down from the Supreme Court. You know darn well that the Democrats were ready for this. They yes. they had an inkling from from all the, the the scuttlebutt that was going around leading up to it and that type of thing. And they and they were ready. They were ready from day one. They, as soon as that thing was announced, they got their, out their signs. They got out their legislation. They got all this stuff to uh, to 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 enshrine this 
barbarity into state laws and 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 actually they I think they were actually pushing to uh, to have a national uh, uh, abortion uh, uh, enshrined into the Constitution of the United States, not just the state constitutions, but the United States Constitution. So and and, the, and then you hear Lindsey Graham, he says, well, we should have a national pro-life uh, uh, amendment, and he gets he gets you know pilloried and ripped apart for it, even yeah. on, in some conservative circles. Well, for God's sake, Phil, what is the purpose of the government? It's stated in the in the in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident yeah. that the that that the, the the government is there to protect the the citizenry and to pretend and to to secure the rights of the people. Yeah. Well, abortion is not a right. Okay, you don't have a right to to, to murder a defenseless uh, living living uh, living human being, whether what, what, regardless what, of what whether it's born or whether it's walking around on 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 two legs. But what law do if any? Any country anywhere in the world have that you can have a, a decide whether or not you want to buy a beta law, which is what abortion is. Mm -hmm. the, the Constitution says yeah. that, uh, that it will protect those everybody's rights equally. Yeah. That means, you know. You shouldn't. One person shouldn't be able to to do anything mm -hmm. without the government saying no. That's not going to be tolerated, and there's going to be a penalty to pay. Right. How well, you know, can you? The the. And, but they have in the Democrat Party. They have enshrined voting as the most important right, not the right to life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, the right to life. If you don't have life, you have absolutely nothing. You can see <laughs> somebody can tell you you can't vote, but you can walk around the next day. Well, you know, Phil, maybe maybe the Democrats might have a point because they they have dead people voting for them all the time. <laughs> yeah, you could be you could have a point. Then. Well, the thing is, you know, when when I say vicious racial discrimination is is uh, is, is 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 part of the Democrat playbook, uh, all you got to do is is uh, is just. And just look at the look at this at the at the facts, okay? And one one big fact here is that more than seventy percent of the Planned Parenthood so-called clinics are located in walkable areas of urban America. And who lives in the walkable areas of urban America? Overwhelmingly, Black Americans. Okay, uh, you know you get to look at again, like I've. Pointed out in my book, the Martin by the life of Margaret Sanger, the eugenics, the uh, the whole Nazi connection, uh, the, the the stuff that's going on now, assisted suicide. This all ties together into a culture of death, and people wonder why. Well, how come our how come our our, our population is is uh, is declining? Uh, 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 the uh, the non-immigrant population is declining. It's because it's per, we're we're conditioned to to accept that. That a, an unborn child is not a gift from God. An unborn child is a burden. It's an inconvenience. It's a nuisance. You know, yeah. uh, we 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 have we have to uh, to destroy this life in the womb before it even starts because uh, because we know somehow what kind of life this person is going to have growing up and maturing into uh, in, into full adulthood. But now, who the hell are we? But all right? of those all of those things are uh, deliberate lies. Mm -hmm. Because you, you know, if, if, at one time they were teaching that it was just a mass of cells. Oh, you still hear it. You still hear it. Yeah. Look at these videos, Phil. You had yeah. these young college girls 
they're 18, 19 years old, and, and they just regurgitate the talking points that, they, that the Planned Parenthoods and the NARALs and the National Abortion League and, 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 the, and the rest of the, 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 the sorry reprobates in the Democrat Party just push at them constantly and drill into their skulls full of mush. And this is why they can get away with it is because they push this idea that, 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 that the republic form of government is no different than exactly uh, democracy. Exactly. And what they tell people, the schools begin this. So you know it's deliberate. Okay, well, here's the music playing, Phil. Yeah, I, I, don't let me forget this or what they told them, what they told the kids. Okay, all right. We'll pick that up on the other side, folks. Again, the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan, uh, Phil, Bruce, and Derek with you. And uh, 822-1600 is our number to call, and we will talk to you after the break. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And we are back. And I just wanted to say that uh, before I left uh, for the break, I said that I wanted to say what the the high school and the public schools in this country especially are the ones that started this idea of uh, of voting and pushing our, our children into the idea that it was all about voting that was the all-important right. Mm. And, and, and what they tell you is, in some of these schools, they're telling these kids, yeah. it doesn't, you know, just get out and vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for, but vote. That's vote. the most important thing, is to vote. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the most important thing if the ultimate end is to have... Mm-hmm. Not a not a clue about what the consequences are, or what the the uh, the reason why that you would vote for something. They're telling the kids they don't just vote. It doesn't matter. It's gotta matter if there yeah. if there's only two choices. You know, even though there are independents and all of that, but there's only two viable choices. Some one of those two are going to win. And you yeah. gotta tell me you don't it doesn't matter what they stand for. And this is what the to public schools are teaching our kids. This is why you see the leader of a union to denounce his own employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Remember the truckers with the with the up in Canada, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is why I get here you are, you've got this guy, you voted him in to represent you. And he tells you he denounces your behavior. Uh, well, it's, it's the same thing with these with the public sector unions. I mean, they uh, uh, at, 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 at one time, uh, public employees were public sector employees were not allowed to unionize. Even even Phil Franklin Delano Roosevelt exactly right was against it because 
he, he for for all the, the 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 crap that he did that he brought down this country, tried to pack the Supreme Court, uh, put all these agencies in uh, in the bureaucracy, which were uh, declared later ruled unconstitutional, and all that type of thing. He knew that the ha- you have uh, federal government employees uh, negotiating against the federal government was an absurd idea because basically what it is is you're you're negotiating against the American people. Yeah. You know, and then you always have this threat of government shutdown, government shutdown, government shutdown. Well, well, the the Democrats have just like everything else, they've they've uh, they've honed it to a fine edge and 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 uh, and, and 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 brought it into the status of an art form. Uh, we have we have what is it? What what they say? Seventy uh, some percent of uh, federal workers or federal employees, I believe, are are considered non essential. <laughs> so why do we? Yeah. So if, if if we have all these people that are not essential, why are they working against <laughs> the taxpayer? Yeah, and the most essential portion of it is the monetary system. Oh, I know that. <laughs> you know, it, 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 they're always telling you we're not going to shut down the government. Oh, but the Republicans want to shut it down. Well, I got news for you, folks. The government is shut down right now. It's the weekend. Yeah, exactly right. So, and, and they talk about partial, and then again, again, and and even it's like even even a supposedly conservative outlet like Fox News, they're trying to blur the distinction between partial and total government shutdown. The government is not going to shut down because it has an obligation to do certain things. Okay, but whether you get paid or not, you still have that obligation to uh, to do it. And when this and when these shutdowns end, what happens? You get your money. Okay. Uh, you get uh, you, you get you get a free vacation, then you get paid for it later on. Yeah, that's a nice deal, isn't it? I it, wish I had that when I was working. And there's no better <laughs> illustrated than what we're going through right now with Austin. Austin didn't tell anybody he was he wasn't going to be there. What did he? Well, no, and I mean it's like, well, you and I were both in the service, okay? And what, what the first thing we were taught <laughs> is what what happens when you go AWOL? Yeah. I mean, I had in boot camp, a Navy boot camp, and I didn't, I didn't last much longer than boot camp because of a pre-existing medical condition and the fact that I was, uh, I, I had uh, signed up at the end of the Vietnam era, so they pretty much take anybody, anybody with a pulse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah we, did not, we, did you. Want to, we did not want to spend one moment in this stockade up in Jacksonville. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it, but it shows you that that. That all of the things that we have that have uh, uh, are defined and stuff like yeah. that, Democrats don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, well, the more, well, actually, the more frightening thing is Biden was never told about it. Exactly. Okay, now, and they kept Biden in the dark. Well, what's what's new? He's always been in the dark. Well, the thing about <laughs> it is that that the general, if if for some reason or other. You got an eighty-year-old president. If he if he can't wake up in the morning and get going during a crisis, that yeah, head of the army is is, is oh my god. And, and and guess and guess who takes over in case he's incapacitated? Giggles herself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, and this is why, folks, you got to pray <laughs> as much as much as you don't want to. As much as you maybe cannot stand the man's guts, you've got to pray that that the good Lord watches over him and does not permit him to 
to pass away before his term is up because we've got the alternative is much worse. I thought I, I would always vote a lot of the times on, well, I vote, I'm voting for this guy because I can't abide the alternative. Yeah. Well, we can't abide the alternative in this case, whether we vote for him or not. <laughs> you know, but here, here's the other thing there yeah. is uh, uh, what's going on in, in, in Texas. The, 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 the governor down there mm-hmm. had acted within his race. He sure did. And and I'm wondering, you know, why they haven't done it? because I, there is a, a, a portion of that treaty that we yes. have signed that says that the governors do have some leeway to do things. And if, you know, uh, we've seen the, the, the uh, president on executive order do things like tell Abbott not to expand the uh, the barrier he had in the in the river. Right, with the, the railroad cars, yeah. And thing. then they they stopped them from building anything on the border that <laughs> Trump had done. They stopped all of that action. And they're selling off the they're selling off the components too for, yeah. for pennies on the dollar. And 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 in New Mexico they they put barriers that they use for you know, for transporting on the on the ships, they took yeah. those those, those, yeah, the containers. those transport things and put them up. The uh, Biden made them take it down. Yeah. Well, this is this this is abuse of the Constitution again. Again, it's 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 a it's a gross dereliction of duty on his part. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's like you know there was a book about Bill Clinton and all the stuff he did called dereliction of duty. Well, my God, I mean this could be dereliction of duty on on, on steroids. You know uh, that that type of thing. In uh, in Biden's case, uh, this this guy, he's a commander in chief of the of the armed forces, right? Yeah. Okay, he has the obligation, the responsibility under the Constitution to see that the laws of the country are faithfully executed. That's one thing. He's fallen miserably down uh, on his face on. Um, and that's and, and, why I, I brought it up because, yep. uh, and that's an impeachable offense. Exactly right. The, it, but you know, we've got a, a faction that believes that if they impeach them, since the Senate is controlled yeah. by the Democrats, they're not going to be able convict, to yeah. convict them. That might be. But look what the damage done to Trump. Look what yeah. the damage that that all of the the uh, the media has been able to do against him. This is why it's so important that we do not uh, uh, allow the Democrats to get their goal. Their goal yeah. is to make the Constitution irrelevant by turning the country into a democracy exactly. and everything <laughs> being done by one vote more than the other. And there's and there's two things you brought you brought up Trump and, and these and these trials too. Uh, if you if you saw what was going on in that New York courtroom, where mm-hmm. uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, Donald and, and Melania Trump had recently lost her mother, okay, and Don, yeah. and, and Donald Trump wanted he requ- he requested the, oh, the the judge would not allow him to make a closing statement, okay, first yeah. of all, and then exactly. secondly he goes, well, can I at least have time to go mourn the passing of my mother-in-law? And this judge. Who looks like uh, Doc Brown's cousin from from uh, back at Back to the Future? You know the rubbery face and yeah. the hair that's all messed up and everything, yeah. and that that's that you know what eating grin on his face. Yeah. Uh, and he said no. 
And then you've got Letitia James, the attorney general. She's sitting there in the uh, in the front row with an even bigger smirk on her face. And then look at what's happened down in uh, in in Atlanta. Look at the stuff that just came out during the week about the the district attorney uh, F- uh, Fannie Willis and this uh, and this yeah. prosecutor. Prosecutor. Having- yeah, they're ha- they're having a they're having a a, a, rom- a rather intense romantic relationship from what I'm under- from what I understand, and. Uh, you know this this these cases need to be thrown out you know i mean it's just 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 tossed out out of hand because this is a clear attempt to to uh to uh to take out the president's top <clears throat> number one political opponent in an election year and and this is why people have we don't do that. That they <clears throat> have constitutional rights, and you better get out there and fight for them because if they are allowed to use mob rule to enforce our laws and to make our laws, yeah, we're going to see more things, many more things like. Uh, the drag queens in your public schools teaching grooming your children. Yeah, they can go against nature. You're going to have people that uh, that take over your city and yeah. then tell you that uh, you have to pay for it because certainly the country is broke because of irresponsible behavior on the behalf of the, our monetary system. And it's all done by one one particular party that yeah. believes in mob rule. Well, you know, and, it's, and, and, and one particular party overwhelmingly. Okay, now there have been uh, these uh, these go along to get along uh, country club establishment Republicans like Rockefeller and and uh, and, and even now like uh, uh, McConnell and Romney and all these people. And these people also were responsible for raiding uh, raiding Social Security. You know, and 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 using it as their own piggy, their own private piggy bank, and none other than, than Biden voted twice uh, to uh, to tax Social Security benefits. So the first time when he was a, a young senator from uh, from Delaware, I guess it was like in the, uh, the the late seventies or something like that, voted to to tax existing Social Security benefits, which had already been taxed. Right, you took yeah. it out of the original paycheck, and that was a tax. Okay, yep. so you're gonna and this and isn't there something against double taxation? But yeah. apparently not. Apparently not. That yeah. that's that, that, that that's might, just, that's just an impediment, right? And yeah. then he did it again. He voted to to raise the uh, the tax uh, the the, uh, the the tax rate on Social Security benefits, and that's why I'm ta- I've they've taken over two hundred and fifty dollars, or actually over four hundred dollars, out of my Social Security check, so they can uh, help fund their pet their their pet programs. Yeah. And 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 with uh, and now we're looking at them doing the same thing that was done when they took us off the gold standard. I know, and and put us on whatever uh, you know, letting the, letting the, uh, the the system float. What do they call it? Uh, yeah, so a fiat currency. Fiat currency. Yeah, and now they're yeah. talking about putting us into. The Bitcoin thing, the, the digital, exactly. And the yeah. thing is, that's that's got a lot of us worried about, my, myself included, 
There are times when I need to take out cold hard cash out of the ATM. Yeah. Okay, to to I, I can't put everything on my on a card because if you use a credit card, you're going to get charged. What is it? Twenty percent. Twenty percent interest yeah. on a credit card, which to me is usurious. But yeah. apparently that doesn't uh, that doesn't make any difference to these people. Of course, you know they get theirs. They've yeah. got their armed security. They've got their uh, they've got their 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 congressional housing, senatorial housing. They can get their 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 honoraries, all this stuff, stuff that we don't normally get a chance to to enjoy. But because you know government uh, is now about self service instead of public service, and that's my uh, that that's my view of it. And, and of course they're going to get that. You get uh, people like Cortez and and, and Omar and and uh, Cory Bush and all these people serve one term in Congress and they're vetted. Yeah. One term. Yeah. It's now, nice hearing if you can get it, isn't it, Phil? Yeah. And 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 what what we what we have is going forward. Yep. If again, if if the if the uh, if they go into the Bitcoin thing or yep. digital digital money, yeah, it's going to be where you the government has complete control over your money. Uh, and it's the control over you. They can track whatever. Uh, can, can we let's let's uh, let's hold that thought for just a moment. Yeah. And uh, let's uh, go to the Edwards Notebook and see what uh, our good friend Ron Edwards has to say this week. Derek? So often, we hear leftist advocates of all stripes droning on about white privilege or white supremacy. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. While some may focus upon the fairy tale of white supremacy, there is a more realistic description of certain ills plaguing our republic, such as the mission to make evils of government tyranny, the misery of open borders, and the drowning out of good morals, high standards, the traditional family, liberty, and God himself out of society. The current downspiral the United States is experiencing has nothing to do with white supremacy but rather a multiracial conglomeration of political leftists and amoral degenerates united in an unholy war against we the people who simply want to live in a republic of one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. If we are to experience American greatness again, we must be willing to defend our God-given right to live in true liberty. If not, forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to the RonEdwards.com. And uh, thanks there again to Ron for another great commentary. And, uh, Amazing. And, mm. I and I'm, so glad, I'm so glad he's on our side, Phil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, <laughs> what, what, side, what, what side could he be on? Yeah. <laughs> But but the thing is, you know yeah. what we we've got we've got to get our Republican Party or the Republican Party and say our the Republican Party to be what it needs to be, and that is an opposition party. They have got to step up yeah. and stop this nonsense <laughs> of what's going on. But it's going to be hard. Yeah. But guess but, what? Anything worth fighting for is hard. Yeah. What did uh, what was the, uh, the 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 line from uh, League of Their Own when uh, the uh, what's it Gina Davis is uh, getting ready to pack it in and she tells Tom Hanks that uh, you know being a 
you know, being a, a, a female baseball player would just got to be too hard. And he goes, the hard is what makes it great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that, that's so true. I mean, it's so many of us nowadays and not guys like us, like you and me and Derek and, and uh, you know, Ed and, and Waldron and all our great listeners out there. Uh, we were never expected or expected ourselves to to be handed anything of value um, because if you give and you're seeing it with all this with, with all these uh, government programs and stuff these entitlement programs and, and that type of thing and that is such a to me is such a a, a, a a terrible word entitled what you're entitled to is life liberty and the pursuit of happiness okay yeah. you're entitled to equal protection under the law you're entitled to add to every other right that every other American citizen and even those that you know, are not necessarily citizens of this country, are enjoy under our form of government. And we were always told by our parents, you know, that uh, if you, you get, if, if something really is important to you, then you've got to work for it. We're yeah. not, we're, there are certain things we'll do for you, but as you get older and you, and, and you mature and that type of thing, you're going to be expected to start carrying your own weight. And, and well, well the, the, only, the only person that my parents put through college was my oldest brother, Paul. Everybody else was responsible for their own, their own tuition. We'll pay for your, 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 your elementary school, we'll pay for your high school. But when it comes to college, you want to go to college, fine, go ahead. If you want to go out and work in the world, go ahead and do that. But if you want to go to college, you're going to have to pay your own way. So that's what I did. That came natural to me, Phil. Yeah. I didn't have any student debt or anything like that. Now you look and you see me, all these kids are entitled, you know. Well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm having too much. I'm having too much trouble coping with an eight-hour workday. Really? Well, try 12 hours. Yeah. Maybe 16 hours, lady. You know. And then, and then you look at the debt that they are carrying. Just oh, like my God, yeah. It's unsustainable. Trillions of dollars going to college kids. I know. You know they try it out and say, well, I'm heck with it. And now and, you can set for the rest of your life. And look at some of these endowments. Harvard itself has a $50 billion endowment. Yeah. And they're not helping the students with uh, with the tuition. And yeah. the reason they're not doing it is because the government has taken over the student loan industry, which yeah. means that they which means that these these uh, the Harvards, the U of M's, the Berkeleys, the uh, Stanford's all over the country, these colleges and universities. Hey, they have no incentive to keep tuitions low because the government, meaning the taxpayer, is going to is going to make up the, the shortfall. And that's and that's the generation that the Democrats seen as unbeatable mm-hmm. if they can corral them. That's exactly. why Bernie Sanders made his pitch to the college age students yeah. and told them, we're going to forgive all of your loans. Well, yeah. you don't think that that's going to draw in a bunch of, <laughs> I know. Oh, when you said Bernie, I, th- I thought for a moment you said Barry Sanders. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, Bar- Barry Sanders would make a hell of a better senator than, than Bernie would, I, I think. But, uh, man, but we're, getting, we're getting close here. Uh, we got a few more minutes here uh, before the but that's uh, before what you, you sign see. off. That's yeah. the generation that you see marching up and down the street talking about there for Palestine. Well, it's like the same ones that uh, that are that were voting for Bernie Sanders, a communist, because he said that he's going to, you know, give them relief from their student debt. Yeah, well, and, and you he know, brought, for the first time, 
that demographic became an important cog in the web. Exactly. And, and you know what they know they're saying about socialism, right? Vote yourself in, but you got to shoot your way out. Yeah, and you more than likely won't shoot your way out because guess what? They'll keep throwing. They'll keep throwing money at you to make you want to stay. Well, that's Cloward Piven right there, folks. Yeah, that's Cloward Piven. Flood the zone. Overwhelm the system. And what do we see now coming across our border? Mm -hmm. Overwhelming numbers. Yeah, and this is what you got to get out there and fight for, folks. Folks, thanks a lot. Yeah, well, folks, uh, we're we're we're, uh, getting close to the top of the hour here, and uh, uh, I just want to say to everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, You know, and you know, uh, we encourage folks to to call our broadcast, lend their uh, lend their support, lend their uh, their input, and that that type of thing. Uh, We do love each and every one of you. Uh, I know there's probably some weather uh, situations here that requires uh, other people's attention, but. Bill, you have the next, you have the last word. Oh, well, let's be sure to tune in next week, folks. We're going to continue this in, uh, in this conversation. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.